Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 808. This is Kevin DeFrango, finally on the other end again. Shahid Abdul-Hadi, what is up, good sir? Uh, nothing much. I hope everyone's enjoying themselves on this fine Tuesday. Fine, warm Tuesday here in Texas. It's 70 degrees right now. The sun is down. Uh, well, it's not that warm up here, but I'm not going to argue with the uh, mid, well, no, it's not mid-December, still early December being uh, in the low 50s. It's not that cold. <laughs> yeah, so how have you been, my friend? Uh, entirely too busy. And somehow trying to pull off these shenanigans still. <laughs> hey, shenanigans are trade, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it, yeah, it's still a lot of fun to do this. So let's uh, we we have not gotten together in quite some time, so there's a lot to cover, and you know, it really was not surprising that uh, Roman Reigns would be the uh, the easy topic to go to here. Uh, we have not had a bad Roman Reigns promo podcast in, uh, what, he's had the title just over two years now, so it's at least been two years that we haven't had that this problem. That is correct. We have a different problem. Basically, <laughs> who is the next challenger for Roman Reigns? Uh, yeah, because there, uh, there are a lot of repeat contenders in the pool. None of them will probably get an opportunity because I have a feeling Roman Reigns probably, well, besides, he'll def- I heard he'll probably defend the title against Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble, but beyond that, I don't think he's no. going to defend the title against Omania. Uh, yeah, he's only got one real opponent to worry about between now and WrestleMania. Yeah, Kevin Bully Owens, but that's one of those, I mean chant for two years there's one title it's gonna you're gonna eventually run out of people to wrestle he's he's wrestled basically everybody that is credible except for three names um and none of them well two of them aren't even wrestling right now and one of them is wearing his t-shirt uh yeah oh that would be uh that would be an interesting feud, I suppose. I, I don't think I've been thinking about a Sami Zayn uh, Roman Reigns feud. I mean, I've, that seemed to be a very popular thing because Sami Zayn is the most organic babyface they've had in quite some time. I personally don't think that's an option right now. I mean, I get why people do because they're talking about the crowd reaction that he gets, how much he's added to the bloodline. And they always make the comparisons like Brian Danielson. I'm like, yes, he's the most, probably the most popular baby face that wasn't meant to be in that position since Brian Danielson. But he ain't Brian Danielson. I think people tend to forget how over that yes movement was. No. Like they were doing it at college basketball games. Uh, yes, chant. Like, yeah. It was a whole, like, it was a completely different level where they were talking about, like, TV show, like, news shows and stuff like that and this was before the whole <laughs> WWE was in bed with ESPN where it's like it's commonplace for them to talk about wrestling this was like when wrestling wasn't as cool as it is now and that Daniel Bryan stuff spread um, so 
And also, Sami Zayn, like, you know, Sami Zayn is a good wrestler. Sami Zayn is very, you know, charismatic. But Daniel, like Brian Danielson is a world-class wrestler and is extremely charismatic. So they are not on the same level. And I don't think, I don't know, I can't wrap my head around Sami Zayn as world champion. If it's just one belt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, uh, I I have a hard time seeing that happen. And just because he's still a little bit of a, like, I think he's a, yeah, above average wrestler, uh, it, it, to, to say the least. I think I'm with you where he's not as good as <laughs> Brian Danielson, per se. I mean, there's no shame in saying that. Either. No. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, there's, he's still been played too much for comedy. Like he's gotten some serious parts, but even this bloodline stuff has been more comedy than it has been, you know, serious ass kicking, I guess baby face since we're sticking with that. So I'll, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I could ease, they could easily like. All of it take is one segment. Them like the day they turn on him will be one of the most you know important moments in WWT a long time because people know it's coming. They don't know when it's coming, but they know it's coming eventually. It's going to be a big deal when it happens, and it's going to be a big deal when he gets revenge. The question is, does he get revenge as a tag team with Kevin Owens? Does he get revenge as a tag team with somebody else, or does does the singles? My whole thing is this. Sami Zayn time will come. And I know the argument is like you strike with a strike while the iron's hot. But if the alternatives are him, Cody Rhodes, or this dude named The Rock, what are we talk- <laughs> then what are we talking about? Uh, yeah, I I would be like I don't think there's any way that he's that Sammy's the WrestleMania opponent. I that turn is going to be huge. I'm still not sure. I mean, I guess the story calls for it to be main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, not, not kick out. Yeah, but I'm like, if it was a regular year, sure. You, it's going to probably be the Rock's last match. You're not you are not kicking the Rock out of the WrestleMania main event. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, Sami Zayn. Sorry, <laughs> internet wrestling fans who may feel otherwise to see like you gotta go with what the fans want. And I'm like, what fans are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, the extra fans that are gonna come back because The Rock is in the main yeah. event. Like as I tell people, the <laughs> the reason I went to my first WrestleMania is because The Rock came at the wrestle. I flew all the way to Miami, Florida to go to WrestleMania solely because the rock was wrestling. I did not care. I mean, WrestleMania was, was a, that was a fun WrestleMania. I didn't really care about any of those other matches. <laughs> I mean, I was like, they're fun. I enjoyed them, but I'm like, I was there to see the rock and, you know, and it makes sense from a storyline standpoint, you know, the whole family thing, the whole, who's the true tribal chief thing, the whole, you know, way they play Solo Sokoa is kind of like he's there but he's kind of there on the side <laughs> oh I like, yeah and the whole you know I was sent by the elders I wasn't I, I didn't come because you, you 
you ask for me. So it can always, it's always been that big ambiguity there with that. And then it just plays like it's it's Roman Reigns and the Rock at WrestleMania for the title. Like you don't need to make it complicated. Oh, oh no, there is. Yeah, there's nothing else to be written, honestly. But <laughs> the wild thing about The Rock is if The Rock does and should take the L in that situation, because he's definitely not sticking around, I, who who else ends the Roman Reigns streak? Eh, you can always have Cody Rose in at SummerSlam, or you can always yeah. have Sami Zayn end it. Like, I don't have an issue with Sami Zayn or Cody Rose ending it. I just don't think either one of them will end it at WrestleMania. I think that's the biggest argument that people can't wrap their head around us. And I, the, Cody Rose is a true wild card because everyone just assumed this was going to be Cody Rose's spot. Even after he got injured, like, he comes back for the Rumble. He, you know, he's the triumphant return. He does it in Mania for his daddy. And I doubt people would have had a problem with that under normal circumstances. But I think the fact that you can get The Rock and more importantly that Sami Zayn just kind of, like, snatched that spot makes things complicated. You know, uh, you mentioned flying to Miami for uh, to see The Rock wrestle at WrestleMania, and I'm like, have I actually seen The Rock at WrestleMania? And I'm furiously trying to figure out over here as you're talking what did the... You go, did you go to the Mania where he was like, was he like the guest? Oh, he just showed up and then he yeah he, he wrestled, was he wrestled what's his name um Eric Eric Rowan for like three seconds uh yeah he was the guest host or whatever they called it that year in Atlanta but he didn't have a match but he didn't have a match yeah and I'm talking about the one where he actually had a like he had like a five second match oh the one with Cena because Cena came back from injury to come help him out when the Wyatts was still a thing. That WrestleMania. I don't know if that counts as a match. Like they, they technically had a match. Oh yeah, and yeah, twenty three and twenty four. He was not in. So <laughs> that's kind of uh, was he out of wrestling by then? More than likely, yeah. Because um, twenty was the last time he had a match at Mania until. He came back to Russell Cena. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I guess I didn't ever think about that, that I'd never seen him uh, wrestle. Hmm. Look, I, I, I kicked myself because WrestleMania was in my backyard last year, and I was like, eh, I ain't going to really worry about it. And Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine how I feel about that. So I'm kind of like I was on the fence about going to – LA because I know I'm definitely going to Philly, but if the like Steve Austin say I'm just working out because I'm I feel like a sack of shit and I ain't wrestling like yeah we know you like lying Steve like, <laughs> like if, it's, if it's a chance it's a WrestleMania with Steve Austin John Cena and The Rock how can I not go? Uh yeah that would be quite uh quite a showing to have uh, <laughs> those guys. I'll uh, be it. I mean, I'm sure Cena has more time if uh, if he so chooses. 
But how many more times is that man really going to wrestle? You know, like he's probably going to hit maybe a couple more WrestleManias. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, really hang up the wrestling boots at some juncture. Yeah, because it's like he doesn't really have anything to prove at this point. And no, the voice of Toyota does not need any. <laughs> does not have anything yeah, to prove. Like I'm sure you know, <laughs> and he doesn't. He just has to be good enough shape to be on Peacemaker for as many seasons they want to have him be on Peacemaker. Because the guy that made that show basically runs DC Films. <laughs> so I doubt he has to worry about finding the job. Yeah, I think John's doing okay for himself. Yeah, and I know the talk with that one was like John Cena, Logan Paul, which also makes sense because it's kind of like... If Steve Austin is not fighting John Cena, then Logan Paul should fight John Cena. Oh, yeah. If Logan Paul is healthy enough, to, if he's healthy enough to, to have that match, uh, yeah, that would be a fun attraction match. Yeah, yeah. I didn't talk. I haven't talked to you in a while, so I haven't talked about Logan Paul. I would. I could just imagine I'm just some guy in a performance center or some guy that's been on the Indies just scuffling around trying to be the best I can be. And this guy walking around a Pokemon card is better than me after three matches and now being like five years. I know that would make me that probably have a lot of envy in my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that I I have occasionally thought about that angle, uh, but have not dwelt on it that much. Because yeah, Steve says on Twitter, like, you know, yes. Guys, Logan Paul is better than most people wrestling right now as far as being a professional wrestler. You have to deal with that. And I'm like, he is right. Like, people worry about work like work rate. I'm like, work rate is performing in a way that's entertaining and telling a story to the fans. He is great at that. I don't give a damn about a dragon's crew. <laughs> I'm like, you know, oh, what about what about your arm drag? What about an arm drag? It's like that's nice, like is, do I like watching him? Yes. Is he entertaining? Yes. Is the fact that he's an amazing athlete that just has a a flair for how to present himself or run? Like he took a video of himself doing a frog splash while doing the frog splash with a cell phone. <laughs> so I just like I was watching that and I saw it on I'm like one who would think about doing that? Except for somebody that kind of grew up in this era of like recording everything too. The oh, angle, right. was imma- angle was immaculate. I'm like, this is some amazing. <laughs> this is some amazing. Footage. That was the craziest thing I think about that angle. I'm like, he is holding that camera perfectly still. It like most people would be shaking all over the place. It would be the worst footage ever. I'm like, why does this look this crisp? God damn it practice <laughs> that's what happened when you're a professional see he is very good at the things that he does and he presents a different you know venue of what a professional wrestler will look like in this era and i think a lot of people aren't used to that and i just put it this way he austin theory had to change his whole gimmick because of logan paul because it's like logan austin theory was in that whole i'm doing selfies i'm the cool thing i'm like Logan Paul can do that better than you. So why would I watch you? Do, why would I watch you do a gimmick of somebody when the real deal is also there? 
So you got to do something yeah. else. And he has done something else. Like, I'm not a kid anymore. I <laughs> hit the gym and hit the supplements. You're going to treat me like a grown-up. <laughs> uh, and he's uh, grown a little scruff to make him feel more adult. Oh, it's funny. Y'all, you just skip the big for three days, and then you're a tough guy. It's funny, <laughs> how, that, it's funny how that works. But no, Logan Paul and John Cena would be an excellent thing because it's kind of like oh. – yeah. Just the promos involved, like I could just see how just Johnson is just smirking, looking at him, and call him a punk that don't know anything, and Logan Paul call him washed up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they would have an excellent match because Johnson knows, like Johnson knows how to work. And it's like Logan Paul's third match, he held his own against Roman Reigns for the title. His third match. Oh. And it's like, it didn't feel out of place after the match. It didn't feel like he didn't earn it. And the fact that he wrestled probably a lot of that match with an injured knee is like, that's that's amazing. Like, we, I would just say we are way past the days of, you know, John Stewart and Kevin Federline. Oh. <laughs> as far as celebrities that we get in wrestling. Like, we get people who actually... No, like I was watching Bullet Train. I forgot Bad Bunny was in there. I'm like, Bad Bunny showed up randomly at the Royal Rumble just to oh. wrestle and get eliminated. Like that's the era we have where the biggest musicians and most popular YouTubers want to wrestle <laughs> and want to be good at it. <laughs> yeah, they actually take the well, and I mean, honestly, Bad Bunny's another one. I. He might be slight of frame, but you could tell the guy put in some effort into uh, into the craft to make sure that he was not a joke when he, he when he came out. And he didn't have to. But he no, did no. <laughs> no, he did it because he respected it enough to. That's and that's what I tell people. It's kind of like wrestling is in a funny spot where less people may watch it than they used to, but it's cooler. Like, oh. It's far cooler than it was even like five, six years ago. Like you can tell somebody you watch wrestling, they're not laughing at you anymore. Like it's common. Like people watch wrestling. Oh, and yeah. It's, and it's like people of all age range where like the attitude era was like the last era where it's like an eight year old, an 18 year old, a 28 year old and a 48 year old could all watch and talk about it and not feel uncomfortable. I mean, the 48-year-old might see some of that DX stuff and might feel a certain way. But it's like, <laughs> you can talk about watching wrestling and not get laughed at, especially with young crowd. And now you can do that too because it's like, both WWE and AEW are making an effort to be cool. You know, like I turn on oh. I, I turn on AEW and I don't know who told Tony Khan, hey, yeah, embrace rap, like seeing Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> AW screaming out accusations at Keith Lee had me rolling. I'm like, <laughs> he's a they're not just they're getting people, they're getting people that are that enjoy being there, that feel natural. And I think that's what helps. Like, you don't no. have to beg to get somebody that feel like, oh, I'm just showing up to get this check. I don't know who's what and everything. It's like, no, I want to show up because it's fun. I want to be there and ask stuff because I enjoy doing it. Uh, I I mean, I even cracked up from the the unintentional uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore situation. 
Oh, I missed this. You got to fill me in. Oh, Chris Jarek, when they were when AEW was in Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson was sitting front row, and like he had come in late, and you could hear people chanting MVP as he came in. But he sat down, you know, close to the front row, and he was scrolling through his phone, and Chris Jericho called him out in the ring. You know, like he was calling Baltimore slobs or something like that. Oh, that's what Lamar Jackson was talking about. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Because I remember somebody asked him that at a press conference. Yeah, well, and the next day they they asked him about it after practice, and I just was howling that... It, I'm like, okay, and, you know, that's another one of those examples that you're talking about. Like, it's that popular that a journalist felt free to say, hey, I saw you on AEW last night. <laughs> what was going on there? Yeah, that's that's where we've come. Not the fact that they're going there asking about that during practice. Not, how are you going to handle the blitz? How do you feel about that? <laughs> that's just wild to think like that's the world we live in where it's like wrestling is just accepted. Like everybody knows, like I'm nope. I still get amazed when I go on ESPN and they talk about WWE and AEW. Like when somebody had an injury, it's on the front page, like Justin Verlander throws up one hitter. Such as such has a sprain, like local points has a sprained knee. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I know what happened, and it's—I would never thought. See, I'm in a funny part in my life where a lot of things that I see, I never thought I would see, or by the time I see, I'd be too old. Like the fact that I had something else I had, to, you know, really talk to you about, and then death is kind of like I'm still coping with the fact that Triple H runs WWE. <laughs> And I know it's been a while, and I know I should get used to it, but I tell people all the time, and people was like, it's not going to matter. I'm like, unless you're in your 50s or 60s, none of us have been old enough to remember watching WWF or WWE without a McMahon running it. And as far as like modern wrestling, Vince McMahon has run pro wrestling more or less since we had been born and started watching wrestling. Like, we grew up on it as kids, teenagers, adults, middle age, and I always thought that he would have to die before somebody took that away from him, and I figured another, I figured it'd be like 10 years from now. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was one that he was, he was hanging in there no matter, well, I shouldn't say no matter what, because we finally found out what the what was. Yes. <laughs> So it took a lot, and um, the ringer had a story about this, and it was almost a demarcation point from they were talking about how the program had changed as far as like the amount of matches and the time of matches, and it was like it reached a low point where it's like there was barely any in ring action, and then it was like a particular show that was like horrible because they barely had matches, and right after that the stuff stories from like the Wall Street Journal started coming out and you notice the wrestling started changing a little bit and then next thing you know Vince was gone and now you see it and it's kind of like it's we've always wondered how WWE would look like I told people all the time people kind of poo poo like it's not going to be a big deal I'm like you have to understand 
it's they have to cater to a man with very weird proclivities. They can't even say dope. They can't even say the word wrestler. They they couldn't say hospital. Yeah, medical center. Like you trying to tell me New York City has no hospitals? (laughs) I mean, if you want to say you're in, you know, you're in Wilkes-Barre and you went to the medical center, that's fine. (laughs) They're in DC. They have hospitals in DC. So Randy Orton kicks him on the head. You're gonna find some medical center in Baltimore. Like you can't go to a DC hospital. If you trying to tell me Vince. Uh, yeah, he had some really strange proclivities that I am, uh, quite frankly, uh, I feel like I'm almost taking some of the changes for granted because I think that was one where, you know, I, someone got taken to the hospital this week, uh, on Raw, and I'm trying to... I think Matt Riddle? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 It's a hospital. It's a hospital. Like... I always tell people, you don't think wrestling different. Look at Michael Cole. I'm watching that pay-per-view, and Michael Cole's talking about Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. <laughs> Talk about war games. And I always have to remember when people left WWE, they didn't exist anymore. And when they came back, oh, he came back from Ohio. Where, where was he? Somewhere. <laughs> like he was in the Phantom Zone. Like, they just... <laughs> And now I hear Michael Cole talk about the history of the Bullet Club and just like all this, you know, he called called a machine gun Anderson. They, just, they talk about all these different wrestling promotions. They talk about things that happened in the past. They talk about history. And I'm like, I got mad. You know, I got mad. I'm like, we could have had this Michael Cole for like 15 years. Think about all the stuff we could have. Think about how good Michael Cole could have been if Vince wasn't there holding him back. Uh, well, luckily, he—I mean, he did have uh, quite a comeback. Him and Pat McAfee were allowed to go off script. Yes. Uh, so the Michael Cole Renaissance has definitely been about, at least for a little bit, at the end of Vince's tenure. But not to this extent where it's no. like, it's, it started, like, you got glitz and pieces with the cru- no, Cruiserweight Classic and NXT oh. UK, where it's yeah. like, oh, Michael Cole got, he, you forget, like, if Michael Cole got a chance to be good, he's really good at this. And then you saw the energy, like, him and Pat had, it's like, they had real chemistry, and Michael Cole felt alive. Now, Michael Cole's, like, courting damn solely. <laughs> like, he's dropping, like, he's dropping, tr- like, I'm just amazed, not that the trivia he's dropping that, he, he's a wrestling nerd. Oh. Like, he is yes. a real wrestler, because he knew stuff I didn't know. And I'm I'm like a nerd when it comes to a lot of that stuff. And, like, and it's organic, and it's just like, it just fits, and it's like, wow. And not only that, the disdain that he has for Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley warms my heart. <laughs> Oh my boy, he hates that. Like when he, I don't know which one. He, I don't know which person he hates more because I know he hates Don Mysterio, but I also know he wanted somebody to kick Rhea Ripley's ass. <laughs> and he actually said it. And our what was what was it? Crown Jewel? No, not Crown Jewel. What's the last pay per view they had? Um, oh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. And he 
I mean, he actively said, I, I hope somebody kicks you. Like, I'm tired of this real Ripley stuff. I hope somebody kicks their ass. And I start, no, the one before Survivor Series, when it was, when it was the, um, Judgment Day was there, but Rhea Ripley didn't have a match, but she interfered. Oh, and, and, and now you're attesting my memory that is yeah. completely that, faulty. That pay-per-view, because I remember Michael Cole, because I remember Michael Cole was heated. It might have been Crown, I think it might have been Crown Jewel, as a matter of fact. And I remember going on Twitter, everybody laughing, because like, when would you hear a babyface announcer, a woman to get beat up? <laughs> And it just feels justified. Like Michael Cole is passionate again. Like he just feels like he's energized and like him and you know, I miss Pat McAfee, but him and Wade Bear are a great combo because Wade Bear is also good. And oh. it's just like it's things like that where they you know, everything seems important. The US title and the kind of title seem they make it a big deal. Like they make matches matter. I saw a Chiron where they had breakdowns, they had the Rusters age. And I couldn't remember the last time they had that. When Finn Balor, Russell AJ Styles, and they had height, weight, age, and titles. And they're both in their 40s. And they didn't shy away from showing that. And it's like, they're treating it like, you know, they're treating it like sports. Oh. Well, they treat it like sports while also maintaining as pro wrestling. Like they, they're making, they're making everything seem important. They're making things that they build up stuff. Like the whole NXT thing with Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker. Oh, they're just going fishing. They're meeting at a diner. They're just talking like normal people. And I'm like, I've never seen this before. It's I'm not. It, that's what tricked me out. Like, it's just two people. They're fighting for the title. They're talking like normal adults. They're kind of ribbing each other, kind of poking at each other, but they're not trying to fight. And they're just filling each other out and they're being cordial. And I'm like, this is weird. Nobody's flipping over a table. <laughs> Nobody's showing up at somebody's house. They're just two adults talking. They know they have a match coming up. They're filling each other out and trying to get each other's skin. While being, you know, professional and being cordial. I didn't know we could do stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice uh, nice presentation that they've been going with, with that one. Like, they do, the WWE traditionally has struggled with the, well, I, I do think it's a little bit hard in general to have that babyface versus babyface feud. Uh, but yeah, they're just kind of treating it like two popular people, you know, like you said, kind of fighting in the UFC. Like you just kind of roll with it. Like you don't, you don't need to make them complete dicks, but we all know that they're competitive and that they want to win. Like it's, it's not that hard. Yeah. but well, we've made it hard cause it's kind of like, I think we're just so used to doing certain things that we can't imagine it being done a different way. So we, when we see it a different way, it's kind of like hard to like accept it. Well, I mean, at this point, it's kind of like I know it took me for a long time because like I can't wait for the other shoe to drop. 
and it has yeah. it. And it's like wrestling, like WWE is fun. Like I look forward to watching WWE, and I've looked forward to watching, and I've watched it. You know, when I'm not working, I watch it. I don't dread it. I'm like, Ugh, I gotta watch it. It's like it's fun, and I can't. And it's been consistently fun. And I can't remember the last time I was like before you had. You know, it'd be fun after WrestleMania. Or it'll no. be fun during the Royal Rumble season. I like bits and pieces, but not consistently fun. It feel like a drag. And wrestling doesn't feel like a drag. Like, you know, it's it feels like it's enjoyable. The fact that I'm looking for that I like talking about it is fun. Because there was a time when I was kind of burnt out where it's like, you know, I I don't know if I can keep doing this. <laughs> like it's just like I just I didn't have the pet like I was only watching SmackDown for a long time, so I was like, the, like Raw and NXT was just like NXT was okay. Raw was a, Raw was not fun at all. Uh, Raw, yeah, they've actually done a pretty decent job of making three hours not feel like three hours for the most part recently. Yes, and I give them kudos to that. So like, not everything works, but they try with everything. And they just keep stuff moving. Oh, something I wanted to talk to you about. Speaking about people trying and doing stuff that I don't think possible. You know, Bianca Belair, while she was being um, world champion, was also training for a fitness competition, bodybuilding competition. Uh, yeah, I did see that she won some uh, some award there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to so assume that you're a little more filled in than I am. Um, I was amazed because not, I mean, she is not old, but she's not young. And the oh. fact that she was able to get in that amazing shape is awesome at that age. The fact that she's able to do that while wrestling is batshit crazy. Like, uh, that's no, it, to put it in perspective, because I, I lift weights and I hang around weightlifters. So normally when you get in like competition thing, it is, that is your entire life. Like you have to spend an innate amount of time to train, to eat, to rest, and you try to focus on that. That's what makes it difficult if you have to do a nine to five. And you normally the best competitors, like that's their job, so they have to worry about doing a nine to five. Not only does she have other another job, her other job is wrestling. So she got in bodybuilding shape while wrestling. Those uh, bodies normally don't go hand in hand. Like you know that WrestleMania body, you get that body for WrestleMania, and then that's it. You go back to eating. She, she got that body while doing house shows. Like she's like, you know, I, I want to do my, I want to see how I push myself for ten weeks and learn how to embrace food and get over an eating disorder. And look at me, I'm a IFBB pro. Can't she, no. No wonder my test for it every time it says God is good. I don't I don't blame him one bit. I say that every day too. <laughs> yeah, well, they seem to both be on the uh the same program there because uh uh he he is looking extra big these days also. Yeah, I've I've noticed that like Montez Ford and then Austin Theory is like certain people, you know, they start finding this Samoan chicken press, so to speak. I'm waiting for Dominic Mysterio to find that, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, find anything. I mean, find the extra pizza and it'd probably do the job. Uh, like, I, I cannot, like, whatever. 
I know Ray must feel a certain way. Like, look, he's my son, but I, I mean, he's also his mother's son. So blame me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this has uh, definitely been one of the more, uh, interesting, uh, yeah, father-son situations going on, or le- uh, what would it be called? Yeah, a legacy, uh, wrestler. Kevin, he showed up at the house with the girlfriend to beat up daddy at Thanksgiving, <laughs> at a, at a Mexican, Mexican house. Um, no, I'm. I'm shooting you and your girlfriend. <laughs> you are not beating me up in front of my wife and daughter on Thanksgiving. And I, I watched that and I was like, this is, I can understand why Michael Cole feel the way he feel. Like, this is absurd. Like, no. Yeah. And they, and they have history because keep in mind, Michael Cole was there that whole custody on a pole ladder match. <laughs> So he's been dealing with Mysterio's for a long time. And that's just like, yeah, we all remember Don Mysterio was like the, the height of a chair. That blonde hair. And look at him now. That makes me feel so old. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, it, it, it's always bad when you see the, uh, the young one actually in real time. And then he continues on to be uh, something of a wrestler. <laughs> Something of a wrestler. I like that. He has he has plenty of time. He's still young. I just think the I think he'd been better off getting more time at NXT. You know, oh. like like other legacy children. But it's kind of like it is what it is. Let's make the best of it. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because one that I know at least that I've started to like. Oh. I'm kind of coming around on him. Uh, it was uh, Von Wagner down there in NXT. Oh, that caveman is. <laughs> it's, it, 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 my my turnaround just came very recently. I because was he the one the last one that cha- uh, challenged um, Braun Breaker? Breaker? Yeah, um, yeah. The next, the last, right before he had those matches like Dragon Off and Old Blockhead JD McDonough. <laughs> No, Von Wagner looks too much like a Crow Magnum man. Like he's fine, but he doesn't look human, so that kind of throws me off. And I like that they embrace like, okay, we're not just going to give you a push because you're because you big and tall, like they were doing before. Now it's like we're just oh. going to be, be a big mid card guy as he should. And with Dijak back, it's like that's that's what big talent looks like. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, it was a good place because they have a lot of young talent, both men and women. And that's good because it's kind of like WWE's going to look a lot different two to three years, especially from the women's side, because you got to look at it. A lot of those women probably won't be there three years from now. Um, (laughs) I mean, not just from age, just like they're going to be be on a different screen, so to speak. Oh. I I could be like Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, yeah, um, appreciate them now, cause they not gonna, they're not gonna have an Natalia. I'm gonna be here for 15 years career. No, Hollywood is calling both of them. They, no, uh, they oh. saw, saw what happened with Sasha Banks, and it's kind of like, oh, I can make money, get a sad car, and not worry about bumps and 
wrestling Carmella, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just thinking my wife finally, like, she doesn't ever watch, re- well, rarely watches wrestling with me, and she finally saw an ad for Barmageddon, and uh, she's like, oh, we should watch that. So, I, and I, I just started thinking about Sasha Banks showing up on that. I'm not sure if she's on the first episode or not. It It, it is on the DVR, uh, not quite watched yet. <laughs> yeah, like, these women are getting, I mean, because it's like, one, you have a shorter shelf life just from, you don't want to be an older woman wrestling because you just want to, like, have kids and do a life. And then it's like, you can have, like, if you're charismatic enough, and especially how wrestlers looked at now, you can have a career outside the ring. And I don't blame it's like what does Becky Lynch have to prove it? Like somebody like Becky Lynch, she's been there almost a decade. She's been wrestling for what, twenty something years? Like she wrestled, left, came back to wrestling, almost quit, got to the top of the mountain. Like been at like, the top of the mountain for like four or five years now. Yeah, like, you know, I've I've been the main I was in the main event at WrestleMania, and I won. I beat Ronda Rousey. Like, you're not topping that. So it's kind of like, yeah, like I was, you know, her playing Cindy Rock, Cindy Lauper on Young Rock, her show for episode of Bill. I'm like, yeah, I know where, I know where her future lies. Like, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, she looked like a good Cindy Lauper. She's very talented. She's very charismatic. Like people like her. And that's when people like you, you in there. That's the first step it takes. Bianca Belair can do whatever she wants in life. Like she is, you know, Scott Steiner with a balanced attitude in life. <laughs> and uh, the fact that she's her own seamstress on top of uh, all of uh, the other stuff is uh, really what uh, makes that whole situation cuckoo bananas. Like she's this. Like, if you were designing a, a woman wrestler, it would be her. Just personality, ability, like, she is just a world-class athlete that chose to wrestle. And it's also like, like, it's easy for her to be unlikable, because she was an awesome heel. And people tend to forget, she's an awesome heel at NXT. It's like, she's just, it's like, she's awesome. She knows she's awesome. And she's, she, people like her. And she decides to wrestle. So unless they just try to hold her to have a dream match with Jay Cargill two years from now, I mean, eventually she's going to be gone too. Because it's like, you know, I want to have a family, let my Taz make the big money in wrestling while out doing TV shows and movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not, you know? So, but and it's like a lot of women in that position where it's kind of like, you know, I don't have anything to prove anymore. Time to go. But they, the no. thing about WWE with women, there's always another one. Like they, they no. have plenty. They have plenty. Of, they have plenty of talent. NXT and a lot of that. To them, like when when your top when your top prospects like twenty and twenty one and twenty two, you good to go. Like <laughs> between Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton, just those two. They will be. They will be fine. And this. And it's always oh, like it's and, just and, now, and, it's and Cora Jade thrown and, in and, there. And, and Cora Jade. You know, <laughs> let's let's have let's have White H A Lee. <laughs> and it's just like 
that's the key they have. That's one of the benefits of having Triple H is like people who may not have wanted to go to WWE will love to go to WWE knowing they'll get a fair shot. Because they like, if you can work, I, I, you'll get a chance. And they don't have those the same restrictions that they would have had on the Vince McMahon. As you can see by the people who resign as soon as he can. Like, oh, I wouldn't have left if I knew Triple H was going to be in charge. Like, William Regal <laughs> put in his two-week notice. <laughs> what type of contract that signed? Yeah, I'm going to work with you, but if my homie get a new job, I'm out. <laughs> what type? I mean, I'll, kudos for Tony Khan for doing that because he didn't have to. And it's not like they can't survive without William Regal. But that's batshit crazy. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, Regal was more effective than most of the old guy promo people that AEW brought in, but he is in no way necessary. Yeah. He served his purpose, and that purpose is done. But the whole thing is, I'm going to sign this deal. But if Triple H happens to be in charge, I get out. It's like, yeah, sure. That ain't going to happen no time soon. And then that happens. Happens three months later. That's just like Triple H had a heart attack. Stephanie went home. Like, and now they run stuff. Like Triple H and Shawn Michaels run creative. Uh, yeah, I mean, I now regularly see uh, Road Dog and Sean Waltman on my TV. Yes, like, I like Waltman being on my TV. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> the Road Dog could have went back where he came from, but I also have to accept 2022 that the other member of the New Age Outlaws is far more over than the Road Dog, and I don't know which one is more amazing, the fact that the Road Dog got a job, or that Billy Gunn is, like, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about AEW. And um, the whole, I, I, I mean, the scissoring thing, I get it, uh, but I don't get it, is 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 where I'm going to leave that, I suppose. We're, we're grown, we are, because we are adults that have taxes. That's why we say that, because I'm watching, I'm like, you have grown men with scissor me, that chat and scissor me daddy have t-shirts, like, I, and that is spreading, because I've seen that on some shows. Oh. I've seen that talked about some sports show, and I'm like, because my whole thing about the claim was... I guess I never really got I was like, okay, Max Caster talks some, you know, he tracks some jokes. So C minus rhymes and Anthony Bowens come out and does his little stick. And it's like, okay, it's the new age outlaws. Cool. But they just kept doing it and doing it. And Billy Gunn added a lot. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works, but that works. They work. I don't know why it works. It works. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't really been a good explanation or something that I feel like I can point to that says, this is why it works. It's just working. So you're like, okay, sure, let's... I, I think it's because Billy Gunn has been around long enough that like, I'm just an OG that I'm respected. 
So I'm giving my clout to the, to you know, I'm giving my shine as this old grizzled veteran that's still kind of semi-cool. Because it's like, Billy Gunn is old, but he still looked the way he looks. <laughs> no I mean, kidding. Not, yeah, we know, and we know why, but it's like, you know, he's not trying to get the MLB Hall of Fame, so who cares? So <laughs> they have this weird charisma where it's just like, it works, and they lean yeah. into it, and I'm not necessarily a fan of the gimmick, but I'm not a hater either. Like, strike while the iron's hot. As far as match quality, that's none of my business. They, they Dolly Khan doesn't like FTR for whatever reason, so they got to work that out. They, yeah. I, weirdly, in AEW, you don't need to be a work rate tag team for, for whatever reason. And honestly, like, for as much work rate as there is, I, I, I'm i okay with the champion that does more talking than in ringing, honestly. Especially in AEW, dear lord. Because uh, it wasn't that long ago that we had three different fighting champions, and it's just like, no, that, not necessary, guys. Uh, you, don't, you don't really need to wrestle every week. Yeah. And... Uh... I mean, it's AEW's the weird thing where it's like they had to deal with a lot of turmoil and they're trying to figure that out. I'm glad they did. Um, MJF being champion, like, it's good that it's been a long time since we had somebody under the age of 30 be world champ. And because, like, it's, I mean, because we're old enough where we remember where, like, The Rock and Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar being world champion in their mid 20s is like was normal. But then it was kind of like all their world champions from the thirties and forties too. Like they people were afraid of you know, like one day we started watching like who are the WW who are the rest of the superstar under the age of thirty? And I think when it was asked like it was Seth Rollins at the time and that was it. Everybody else was everybody else was thirty, like, you know. The Miz was no longer young. Dolph Ziggler was like, yo, oh, oh shit. Dolph Ziggler is a middle aged man. He just blinked one day, he had a whole ass career. Oh yeah, it is still crazy that uh, he is uh, basically well, yeah, <laughs> closer to your age than my age. <laughs> yes, and I just thought about Dolph Ziggler as he popped up, but it's like I'm glad MJF is champion. Like I understand MJF being champion. Oh, I am not a, but that me personally, that gimmick does nothing for me. Like it's just it's I have. It's just, I get, I get why he's over. But that whole, I'm just going to call you broke and poor and talk about how nobody liked me and how I overcame everything. And I can't wait to be a free agent in two years when Tony Khan and Stephanie Van Sami and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, can we get away from stuff like this? Uh, they, they have definitely gotten a little too insider baseball with that. And it, the most recent time that he mentioned the free agency thing, it's just like, dude, this is going to get really old if you're going to mention it in every promo from here until that time period. Like, that's uh, that's a lot of promos to have to mention that, you know, you're going to be a free agent in whatever that time frame is. Oof. Yes. Not necessary. So, I mean... Yeah, it's a weird spot. I that they put him in, honestly. 
I mean, it's kind of like we know why he's a big deal, <laughs> but it's like him saying, "I can't wait to leave," and you know, in AEW, you know, like there might be some validity, and that just makes things weird. And my biggest thing is with like AEW, I know work rate is the be all end all, but they make it out to be with a lot of times. And it's like my whole thing is when the bell ring, I'm not impressed. Like, and it's hard. Like we've talked about before, divisions, like champions and divisions set the floor and the ceiling. Like, they reach the ceiling how high you can get, and they have the floor, like, what the minimum is. And I'm like, his ceiling ain't high. And, like, he's the floor is fine, but, like, a company that has, like, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson and John Moxley is, like, just being the Miz in the ring is was fine five years ago or eight years ago, but it's like that shit ain't cutting it. That's not like so. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's not like he embarrassed himself in the ring. Oh yeah, I. I guess I don't really remember any of his matches. Like, there you go. You know, it's... Yeah. I think he's a little more fluid in the ring than The Miz, but that isn't really... That That is faint praise, honestly. <laughs> uh, the, the the Miz talked his way into a wrestling job. Uh, good for him. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah. I, I've kind of liked the promos that he's done as a whole MJF, but yeah, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They have more baby faces than heels, but it's hard. I, I still think it's going to be hard for them. Like they're trying to put the, a genie back in the bottle uh, with, they made him popular and then they're trying to say, Oh no, don't worry. You know, he's a heel and it's just like, huh? Like it, it's, yeah, I was like, it's too late guys. Like uh, <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. You know him, you can call people broke all day long. Those fans don't care cause they broke. They know they broke. <laughs> <laughs> they go and brace to keep it moving. It's like, I remember a long time ago, Eddie Guerrero got so over that he brutally beat up to Jerry and the next, when they were tag teams, and the next week he got cheered. And it's like, they threw their hands up. It's like, all right, you're a baby face. Like, they tried everything to make him a heel. And it didn't work. And they acted like, you know what? The hell with it. It was, And I was amazed. And I was like, I had never seen them just kind of throw their hands up like that. But it has happened every now and then where it's like, you know, no matter what you like. Kurt Angle cutting that promo. Talking about, you know, I don't like black people. <laughs> I could make, I could, I could, and he was, just, you know, I, he basically said, I could say anything. I could say I could make Jesus tap, and it doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> like, basically saying, they've been having me do this stupid stuff with Davari to turn me heel. Y'all know it's dumb. I know it's dumb. What we doing? And it's, and it's like, yeah, sometimes you just have to, you know, accept like you know it is what it is, no matter how much you try. And I, oh. it's rare that you see it that blatantly, 
and I always laugh when I see something like that's still the most blatant one I had. Like I, I'll, I'll never forget that Kurt Angle promo. Like, he basically come on, you know, they got me talking about, you know, he actually said in quotes, the black people. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it, it, you know, it was the eliminated, it was elimination chamber, the one that Edge cashed in. Oh, and when they were doing every, basically when they had Cena going through the gauntlet, and he was getting booed. He was getting booed by everybody he wrestled, and Kurt Angle was next on the list. And they was trying to do everything they had possible to have the fans turn on Kurt Angle and cheer for John Cena. And it they they put the as a manager. Kurt Angle don't need a manager. And like we know what you're doing for the Warriors. Like fans aren't dumb. And if you get to a point where you get OG status and accept it, like you're not going to oh. change. Like they want, they're going to boo who they want to boo. Like the Miz, they continually boo. Cause like, we know he's a heel. He don't try to be likable. He wants to be a heel. We're going to treat him like one. Randy Orton. Unless he kick a, unless he kick a baby, they not booing him at this point. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Those days of like, unless you know that whole we gonna can't wait for him to turn on Riddle. It never happened. Like it's you reach a point where it's like, even Sheamus became a babyface just by kicking ass in the ring and being awesome. That's all he did. He didn't change anything else. He just wrestled his ass off for like a year, and they saw him get they saw him go toe to toe with Gunther, and he asked for more. It's like, all right, you a babyface. You've been doing this for a long time. You like fighting. We like watching you fight. You're a baby face. And you go with it. This MJF thing, he's, he has this, he has that charisma that AEW fans like. Just embrace it. You know, like, why? No. Like, like, Moxie, let, let Moxie go on vacation and have MJF be baby face and just go with that. <laughs> oh, man. Moxley's, I maybe. Has he had enough vacations at this point? Man, he's been wanting to go on vacation for the longest. Every time he want to go, I know him and Renee like, are we ever going to go to Jamaica? Nah, CM Punk got fired. I got to come back. Because <laughs> he was supposed to go on vacation after the whole Punk stuff, and then that happened, and he had to have the title again so he could drop the MJF, and it's like, yeah, kudos. I guess we can write with that. John Moxley's become my favorite AEW wrestler because it's like he just—he's a champion. Like he can't like I kick ass because I care about the title. The title is important to me, and you gonna have to you gonna have to murder me to get this belt. That's all I'm about. I'm gonna see what you got. Like it's my job to make this title mean something, and if you want this title from me, you are gonna have to earn it. That's all he does. Comes out, he kicks ass. That's much. That's the type of champion I like. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, he he's never gonna get any revenge on William Regal now. Uh, never say never. You know, uh, if, I, if, I, if I if one day I hear Dean Ambrose music plays, because I could see Moxie eventually going back to WWE. I could definitely see Brian Danielson going back. Because they seem like, as much as they are like indie guys, I think you reach a certain age where it's like you like comfort and convenience. And it's like, especially Brian Dance, it's like he's a he's a WWE guy. 
Like I know people don't like hearing that, but it's like he is. He is deep down, and he know. And his the main reason he left is he couldn't get the matches he wanted with the people he wanted to have. That won't be a problem. You want like you want to go with NXT and Russell Axiom? You think Triple H care? Go go right ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. The the whole Triple H in charge thing, it, it it changes a lot of things. Like it, you know, you've got to give uh, the some level of credit to Vince for still bringing over Cody Rhodes. I'm not sure if Triple H had anything to do with that with the recruiting itself, but uh, oh yeah, I, I always say this. It's and I I'm not surprised. I always laugh the fact that. Cody Rose is a Triple H mark will never not be funny to me. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I do all this stuff because I like Triple H. It's like, he really liked, he really liked Triple H. And this is a funny thing where it's like, you can see why. Because it's like, they both love wrestling. They probably both love Dusty Rhodes. And they both have an idea. They, they share similar ideas of what wrestling looks like. It's just Cody is more dramatic. You know, like theater school, but that's awesome. That's like you need goofy stuff like that. It, it adds to it. Like Bray Wyatt's the same way. Like you need a little, you know, to temper the whole hard rock, hard edge, Harley race energy. Like both work. Add both. You know, and shout out to you know Sigma Hard Edge. Like I see Osborne, you know, shouting out. War games. It's something I never thought I was going to see on WWE TV. I guess if you can't get William Regal, that's the next best person to get. Huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I say go for it. Ozzy's uh, doing okay for himself these days. Yeah, he looked better than he has in a while. So, kudos to him. Yeah. And just the fact that they, they got Ozzy Osbourne to do a Survivor Series promo. Yeah. I shouldn't. I mean, I guess that's where we at in wrestling. I mean, you know, it's, I don't think we're gonna get. I don't think we're gonna get Poppy again anytime soon. I heard the rumors about that. You know, we take what we can get. <laughs> oh, what? The, I, I guess I did not hear these rumors. That did not float well, huh? Oh, uh, let's just say everybody wasn't a fan of her in that household. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. I mean, you didn't hear you didn't hear from me, and I ain't hear from nobody. And like I say, it's nothing that's certified, so don't quote me on that. But like you know, mm-hmm. you had think about you seen everybody else, you haven't seen her. Uh, this is true. Yeah, so you know, I like I'm not gonna I ain't hear from nobody. But I just like speculating, like people speculate. You know? <laughs> I, have, I have no sources. My my friends have sources. My friends work on websites and work on the Ringer and do podcasts. Me, I just I just count my five and sling drugs. That's what I do. Oh man, yep. Well, shout out, to, shout out to Poppy though. So, <laughs> so that was. It was all, always liked her, her little gothic performance and just her doing the finger point. And speaking of finger point, could, like, it go full circle, Johnny Gargano and Candice the Ray Child doing the finger point with Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Cause of, of course. That was uh, one of the funnier uh, things on uh, on Yield Twitter machine there uh, last week. I uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. 
is so adorable. And and just that just screams wrestling. Like one Triple H is aware that he knows that's a thing and then it's like, let's do this picture with the baby. <laughs> yeah, so I am just looking forward to seeing where wrestling will be in 2023 because, you know, the future looks very bright on both sides. AEW getting their act together more or less and acting like professionals and WWE looks kind of like being, you combine their money with those resources. You can do a lot because from both things, one of the advantages of wrestling being cool is people will want to be wrestlers like athletes oh it was it was somebody like some dance some netflix dance show or like some something like it was like a chair or something like that that they signed up with wwe like a woman oh yeah i saw that one uh i keep on thinking because i think she's another one of the young ones in nxt that Sol Ruka, who Sol was, Ruka, yeah. I was just like, I, I, I've uh, I've seen her wrestle a handful of times. I'm just sitting there going, holy smokes. Like, because I think she had a scholarship in gymnastics to Oregon. And I'm like, yeah, it 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 shows you're you're incredible. Like, I don't I don't know if you're necessarily going to be good at wrestling, but your your skills are insane. I mean, if you train like she. Like, I'm thinking, like, somehow, I'm like, you see Tiffany Stratton, I'm like, how you supposed to compete with that? Like, she was a, a gymnast slash bodybuilder, and now she can wrestle, and she looks like a Barbie doll. Like, that's, that's cheating. <laughs> that is, like, that's, like, what if we took Mandy Rose and Trish Stratus and made them, you know, like, what if we... Gave a Dragon Ball to Trish Stratus. Get <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. Like, how How can you keep, like, because I know people don't think about, Trish Stratus was an athlete. Uh, oh. Yeah, like, I was, yeah. I saw them Twitter clip, I forgot, somebody had a Twitter clip, like, those buffs used to take, I'm like, yeah, she was out there, like, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> taking some insane buffs that she had no business taking. And I always say, I always, like, we had a whole generation of women that probably would have looked a lot different mm-hmm. if women wrestling got treated with more respect. Like, if they got to do the develop, like, they got to do the NXT system, and they got to have five to ten minute matches, it's like, multiple, like, two or three generations of women got wasted. Oh. No. Like, yeah. How, how good, Easy. How good, would, how good would Eve Torres would have been if they, if she really got some training? Like, because she was all, because she was awesome when she had the time. She rather like, Tori Wilson could wrestle. You just never knew because they never let her wrestle. And it's like, this, people just fell through the blanks. I'm glad we have that now. It's sad that we didn't have that then. But it's like, you have people who are like, oh yeah, they played Division One football. They played soccer. They was a power lifter. I was a surfer. I'm a gymnast. Like, their whole, we can take indie people. And I know people always turn their nose like they turn. I'm like, it's not about turning away from indie people. It's just the point where it's like, how many indie people are left? Oh, because it's like they, you sign all of them between WWE, AEW, Impact wrestlers. Like, you know, where are these? It's not like it's it's probably it's probably plenty that haven't been signed, but it's like 
for a good what seven to ten years, everybody signed all of them. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's it's it almost feels like more of a restocking for most of uh, the indies at this juncture. You know, I it it just has to be like you said, like. At least AEW's been in existence. Has it been three full years now? Okay. Yeah, so, I, you know, it, yeah, you can't, you can't have that many, that many people got plucked up by them. WWE still signed a few of them. I, that's still where you're going to see a decent chunk of development, I guess. Like, not everyone's going to come to the PC. But to your point, though, like, why if you can get these people like a gold medalist wrestler, like, why would you go, oh, no, 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 I, f- I don't think that you're going to be able to figure this out. Like, yeah, like right, wrestling, like, wrestling's not hard, and they have enough people that grew up in the business from, like, you got Michael Hayes and Sean, like, I know if he was making fun of, like, P.D. Williams taking a spear from Lashley, but, like, the fact that you had no. P.D. Williams, like, you forget how many people they have as agents. Oh. And, like, backstage producers, like, that's been wrestling their whole lives. But, like, they, that's, uh, it's like, AEW, their best bet is to be an awesome number two and be an alternative. Because I tell people all the time, they will, like, they never going to be number one. Because they, they're, they're always going to play catch-up. Like, WWE has a infinite head start that will not be called anytime soon. And that's no fault to AEW. Like, AEW, oh. like, WCW was a strong number two that just spent too much trying to be number one. If they'd have stayed in the niche, they'd have been fine. But, you know, they didn't. What happened when they happened? F- full gear, if when City start. When cities start bidding for full gear, you come talk to me about as far as what AEW is like. Oh, Wrestle, right, WrestleMania, like people treat WrestleMania like Super Bowl weekend. They want WrestleMania in their town because when WrestleMania is there, all the other little wrestling corporations come around to get the, you know, get some money because that's how you know you run things. Everybody moves based on the moves you make. People bid on SummerSlam, like that's a wrestling's a big deal. And you see the video packages they make, and it's like, that's that's the advantage they have. Nobody does video hype packages or presentations like WWE. When you see WrestleMania, and you see some of those ring entrances that they have had, um, only only some only some corporation in Japan is getting close to that. Ain't nobody in America matching that. They make them seem like large-in-life superheroes. As long as you had an advantage... You always playing catch up, so don't even try to do that. AEW, their niche is we are super, we are indies with main event money. We can do the nerd stuff like we can, we can have Mike Tyson, you know, do color commentary and know what a dragon screw is. You know, he like we can have, we can have. They had Okada wrestle on a pay per view, and it was like, oh yeah, we got him. Like I remember that. That was one of the last AEW, AEW the um the four way for the interim title, and I was just like the one the one thing that stood out from like it was like Okada, Jay White, 
who was the other two? Um, it was Okada, Jay White. Was it Hangman? No. I can't remember. It was like a yeah. fatal four-way match. And the one thing I stood out from that is like, yeah, I can see why Okada looked like. Okada just stood out. Like, he just seemed like a, like, in a ring full of people who could wrestle, he seemed like a big deal. It wasn't just because he's the Seth Rollins tallest light. That's what a superstar looks like. And that's the other thing that AEW is missing that they need to get, where people make fun of, like, Bow Wow showing up on AEW, talking about why is this washed up man showing up. I'm like, Bow Wow is infinitely more popular than 99% of people on your show. Oh. Like, I know y'all like cracking jokes, but I'm like, Last time I saw Bow Wow was in the last Fast and Furious movie. That movie made almost $800 million. Uh, yeah, I wasn't completely sure what he was up to, but I guess I always knew that he was up to something. <clears throat> he is something of a... Because I think he's from Columbus or the Columbus area. I remember him popping into the Express that my ex-wife worked at. <laughs> Yeah, him creeping on Jay Cargill has been funny in a creepy way. <laughs> and, of course, he would lust over Jay Cargill because who wouldn't? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, like he is, that's what AEW needs where it's like, and they have a few, but they need that where it's like, you, Jay Cargill stands out. You can see her, you can tell she's special. Oh. MJF is starting to get there, stand out. But that, like, that list is kind of small. Like, it's like, most of them is like, yeah, they wrestle, but do they seem like they're important? Do they seem like a big deal? Like, I watched Raw, and Bobby Lashley show up in D.C., and I know he a big deal. Because one, he looks the way he looks, and two, even him having a mid-card few and not having a tension span on him, the crowd lost their damn minds for him. Oh. And uh, that that is something that has been great in the Triple H era. Uh, you know, I really feel like the crowds have have turned a corner and, and are generally more positive. Yeah, like they get duds every now and then, but it's like they they have some hot crowds, and those crowds are hot. Those crowds are very hot, and it and it helps where it's like if you get the crowd something to be hot about, they will cheer. Like, give them entertaining segments and great matches, and that's what they've been given. And it also helps where it's like, you get Roman Reigns and the Bloodlines, like, that's must-see TV, just to see what Sami Zayn is going to do. Like, this is what we're going to wrap up with. If wrestling got Emmys, that shit would have got an Emmy. Oh. <laughs> for, two, for, that bloodline, for two years. Because keep in mind, that whole thing started right when pandemic era. Shout out to the Thunderdome era and all that. It's like Shakespeare drama, how that started to where it is now. Because people oh. forget, like, Roman Reigns was a mate, was a gaslighting maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, it, the, the level of manipulation he was doing. Why Why people think Jay Uso was, is the way he is now? Roman Reigns gave that man PTSD. <laughs> and blamed him for it. Every week we saw that. And it started with that, and with Jay, and then Jimmy, and then it became a thing, and then them fending all people, and then the whole drama with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, and then the, no. and then Sami Zayn is like, that's, 
I remember when I first started, I'm like, this is, what is this? This is a joke. Like, and then it just became like, you know, I just, like, it's drama. It's, and it's organic. And it's like, you know, they're doing everything not to break and laugh on camera. And oh. <laughs> like that segment when Jay's like, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. And the camera zoomed on Roman Reigns' face. I'm like, this is perfect. Everything about this perfect. And then Sami Zayn diffusing it. And it went from, is Roman Reigns about to choke out Jay Uso to all of them trying not to laugh on camera? <laughs> in two minutes. And I know some people yeah. got mad talking about Sami Zayn is take is ruining serious. And I'm like, no, it's adding more pathos to tragedy. Because when the turn happened, it's gonna hit infinitely more because we care. Oh. We care. Yes. We know it's coming, we dread that it's coming, but we're enjoying it in the meantime. And it's like it's ooh, that's that. That's, that episode's gonna hit. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna be after the Royal Rumble or I, I got a feeling it's gonna be like the Raw after the Royal Rumble. Like something's gonna happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I just know, ooh, it's gonna hurt. Uh, yeah, it, it's them not pulling the trigger at War Games meant that you know it, they have some time to tell this story now. You know, much like Roman Reigns not having only having two matches, uh, Royal Rumble and uh, WrestleMania here really on the calendar next. You know, there's a lot of time to tell stories there. We got because, yeah, no pay-per-view in December. We got the Royal Rumble in January to take care of itself. (laughs) And then I think probably like one more pay-per-view between. Rumble and Mania. Uh, yeah, I think Elimination Chamber is still on the uh, on the docket for this coming year. Yeah, because I know they talked about moving away from all of those as they should. Yeah, bring back Armageddon and No Mercy. Have the like have castles and stuff like that. You know, but it's I, like the things that people complained about end up being like it just being one world champion makes that tie like. The day Roman Reigns lose that belt is going to be a big-ass deal. Because it's kind of like, whoever gets that belt, you got a lot like that. That's going to be very important. Because not only are you the champion, Roman Reigns has had the belt for over two years. In a modern era. That's a long-ass time. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's overtaken the, uh, the, I forget what the CM Punk number was. Yeah, like, the only people in front of him now is, like, Pedro Morales, Hogan, and, like, I think, what, Bruno and Backlund? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a really short list. Yeah, like, basically, 70s and 80s, for the most part. Like, he's had the longest title reign as anybody since the DVD era. (laughs) <laughs> basically so that's that's an amazing thing and it is it's, wrestling feels special wrestling feels fun and I'm glad I have reached that age where I can still appreciate it and the more they do stuff like this the more likely I'm going to bite the bullet and fly to, fly to Los Angeles and watch wrestling because yeah the you know we started about talking about what Roman Reigns is doing and we finished in one about Roman Reigns doing like if <laughs> I, I don't know how I can feel myself if I had the chance to see Roman Reigns wrestle The Rock. I mean, in London, oh. Hollywood. Like, that's that's 
that's movie star stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was one of the more hilarious interactions with with the wife recently. She's like, I never want to go to L.A. And I just looked at her. I'm like, have you seen that stadium? It's gorgeous. Like, yeah, we're going to L.A. sometime. I want to see that stadium. I want to be yeah. in that stadium. Yeah, like, like are you like, kidding me? Yeah, I've been, like, you know, I've been to um, Jerry World. I'll say, that's a, oh. that is amazing work of art. That screen, I'm like, oh. I felt like Maximus and Gladiator when he saw the Coliseum the first time. I did not know man could build things like this. I'm here like, what is this? I remember going to, you know, when I, San Francisco Stadium first opened. Oh. They had made it there. I'm like, wow. Like, one, this is this is beautiful. Two, this is hot. Because it's right in the sun. It's right in the sun, too. So, oh, it's man. like, and, and yeah. trust me, that, it was hot. It was like 80-something degrees in April. That shit was egregious. And they, and that's when I knew NXT was going to be a big deal. Because they had, a un, they had an NXT event that they didn't advertise. And it started at like 10 o'clock Pacific time. On a Friday night, and they had it. They thought, "Oh, we're gonna have a nice show in the auditorium." That thing was packed, packed to the damn rafters. And I'm like, "You know what? Yeah, they got some of this NXT thing because there was no takeover. It was like a, it was like an NXT house show. They was just, oh, we're gonna have people there, barely showing up for hometown. We're gonna have some matches there and do some stuff." And I remember, like, it was probably conceit maybe 2000, and they had like. 25 to 3,000 people. And I'm like, it's 10 o'clock at night Pacific. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. I like, that's the thing I like. I like being there because it's like being a part of history because you kind of feel, you could kind of feel like, you know, how the winds are blowing, how the winds are turning when you go to certain things like that. And yeah, like I, I have a feeling like, you know, the first WrestleMania of the Triple H's watch. That's just gonna be special. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm not so sure that uh, I'm gonna be able to pull it off. Uh, there's there's yeah, some built built up vacation that has been owed to family members that uh, that may make it uh, near impossible to uh, to deal with WrestleMania this coming year. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of on the fence. Like I want to go, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to spend the more. And then it's like, but you you know what else? The network changed the changed the dynamic so much because it was kind of like I can just watch it for free. <laughs> oh, from my home, and that's the thing. It's kind of like I could spend all this money to go and get some rising seats and watch it, you know, seven seconds ahead and have a good time until I'm ready to go home. Because at least they split up the two days, so it's not like an eight-hour show. Oh. I can just watch my college. Cause did you go to the one did you go to Mania in Dallas? Yeah. The one where Roman Reigns was with Triple H in the main event? Yeah. That that one that, that lasted what eight hours? Yeah. It was Jesus Christ. It, yeah, I, it, went, I went too. It was too long. That's you know. That 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 was the one where we're just like we're not showing up for for this pre you know the pre match stuff anymore. Like screw this, man. 
This this has just gotten out of control here. They started the main event at ten fifty five, and I'm thinking is Roman Reigns going to win in three minutes? And then I'm realizing they're going to have a whole ass match, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I was just I and I remember the the and I felt so bad for Roman Reigns. So I'm like. He gonna get crapped on as, and in this case, it had nothing to do with like this is just too damn long, and you about to have a whole last match. People are ready to go home. I'm ready to go. I do not want to. I don't care about Triple H's bike with Stephanie hiding on the back. Like no, I don't care about Roman putting his fist down with the fireworks. It's about to be midnight. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me go home. I've been watching wrestling. Seven damn hours. I don't like nothing. Seven hours. If I'm staying that long, you gotta you gotta pay me. I, I the only place I stay long like that is work. They give me money to do that. I'm not going to a family house. I'm not going to a party. I would see a seven hour. No, seven hours. No, that's insane. And you can say what you want. Dave must can say whoa. It's, it, the left don't matter if you if you enjoy yourself. Well, guess what? If it's that long, I ain't enjoying myself. You know, I I guess I didn't even think about that. I'm like, what was the last event that outside of a WrestleMania that I was at for that long of a time period? Because I, I don't even think family events last that long. You know, like it's like a four hour thing. Unless it's like Thanksgiving dinner. And even then, it's like unless you unless you live there, I'm not gonna be at somebody's house for seven hours, three or five, four at the most. It's like I went to Jeremy Wedding and went that long. That's counting. That's that's by counting the flight. I'm like, it was <laughs> damn seven hours. I'm like, this is insane. I don't like anything to be there that long. And I'm glad they split up in the two days because that's I'm like, no, kiss my ass. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, and that turned me off to wrestling so much that I almost didn't go when it went back to Louisiana because I'm like, I'm not doing this again. So <sighs> now, two days, I can go one or the other. I, I don't know. I may go. I got to see somebody. I got to see what they say more. Like, I, if, maybe this way, if I know The Rock and Steve Austin going to be there, I might just bite the bullet and go. Oh. Uh, yeah. Although, who was Steve Austin wrestle? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they invented the Kevin Owens thing out of thin air last year. Uh, it does seem like there's a... If if one John Cena comes back, it does seem like they've possibly been laying the groundwork for him in, uh... Austin Theory to ha- actually have a match. Jesus Christ! I know. I'm just. I do it's... not want to see John Cena losing to Austin Theory at WrestleMania, but uh because it's like I know it's like Cena, you know, wrestling Logan Paul, Cena wrestling Theory makes sense. No, yeah. To be perfectly blunt, Cena and Steve Austin is, would be a damn dream match because like. I don't think they've ever had like they've never wrestled. They, like, oh, they, it's like they. Steve Austin was a sheriff by the time John Cena was doing stuff, and it's kind of like, 
you gotta worry about giving the rub. Wow, that'd be something. John Cena, Steve Austin. It, I, I don't, I don't feel like they put both eggs into the same basket. Could be I wrong mean, on why, that front. But, why not? But I mean, hey, hey, I'm for it. Like that would be, that'd be a lot of fun if that imagine, happened. Think about that. Could you imagine tell somebody you saw Roman Reigns wrestle the Rock and John Cena wrestle Steve Austin? That mean way more than oh yeah, I was there with John Cena wrestle Austin Theory. Like who gives a like no offense, <laughs> who gives a shit? Like Austin Theory is gonna be look. Did Baron Corbin retiring Kurt Angle mean anything to Baron Corbin? No. Oh. You probably don't remember. You probably didn't remember. Yeah, that's one of those. Oh yeah, that's right. That did happen. It, it meant like oh he got a rub. What rub? Like it meant, no, it meant nothing. Like, <laughs> they, they would not be needing to use JBL as his uh, manager slash whatever they're calling him currently uh, right now if that rub had worked out. Yeah, I'm like the whole thing, like all that Baron Corbin stuff. All that did was get Mad Cat Moss over for like a month and a half, <laughs> and then uh, that went away. Now he's busy pining over his real life girlfriend. Being awkward. <laughs> Why is it that only heels get along with their women in wrestling in real life? I don't. Because Miz has no problem showing love to Maurice. I mean, I don't blame him. You see how Maurice looks. Like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's, it's just that whole thing. Like, if you're a baby face, you're not allowed to like women. Or it's like, oh, you got cooties. <laughs> Uh, the the one that has started to acknowledge it a little bit more recently is Seth Rollins. I mean, boy, it, that I don't. They probably they probably they got the same damn closet. <laughs> <laughs> that is still. I guess we gotta end with that. You know, love <laughs> blossoms anywhere. That's that really that marriage just cracks me up because it's kind of like. Becky can be, I can dress like the Terminator, or I can dress like Ellen John. And Seth Rollins can dress like, you know, a pastor, or also Ellen John. <laughs> and it's just kind of like that energy is just wild, where it's like it seemed to work better when Seth was a heel than when Seth was a face. So it's just like Seth Rollins is just amazing. And just, I, I remember this. Yeah, the Shield is the best, the best faction of all time. Sorry, Horseman, because it's like, yeah, they all oh. became pillars of the industry, all of them. Yeah, it's it, it, it's pretty wild what's happened with uh, with all three of those guys. Are yeah. uh, as revered as Arn Anderson is, he has not. Uh, not ever turned into John Moxley, Seth Rollins, or Roman Reigns. I'm like, yeah, like John Moxley became the most important person in AEW. Roman Reigns became the most important person in WWE, and Seth Rollins became the workhorse of WWE. And it's like they, wow, and they're all still doing it. But no, it's like, yeah, this relationship always thing. It just reminded me of that whole Facebook mixed. Oh yeah! Oh, that was yeah. It's like it's so many things that happy forget about. Like that was a thing. Just seeing Oscar and the Miz together, 
And Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman had me rolling. That Beauty and the Beast relationship they had, where it's like, why do they have charisma? <laughs> like, they shouldn't. They do. This is working. Why is it working? I don't know. Like, Miz and Oscar just had me rolling. You know, plus Mandy Rose and Gold Dust. Like, why are these, these? They just put people together. But you had that. The Thunderdome era. Raw Underground. I miss Raw Underground. Oh, poor yeah, Shane just McMahon. All, just ne- yeah. never to be seen again, even under the Triple H era. <laughs> oh, that's... Netflix, get on that. Have a limited series about the McMahon family. All of them. <laughs> like, you talk about succession. That's succession in real life. Like, just the dynamics. Like, I don't need to see another Ric Flair documentary because I just saw, I've been seeing the previews for that one. Like, haven't we had enough? Oh, like, my God. ESPN, I... like, you're not going to beat the, like, you had an A&E one. You had the ESPN one. I've seen like three WWE ones, and now you got another WWE one. Like this, I was so confused when I saw that. I'm like, what? Why is this happening again? Like we we know, like this has all been documented, guys. Like uh, worry, multiple I'm worried, times. I worry about Rick. He might he might be doing too much. I'm like, y'all been saying that for twenty years. <laughs> now you got new footage. I'm like this, and like, is he gonna come? Is he coming back? <sighs> I don't know. I, I I I I did not buy that pay per view. I don't. I I did not care to. I'm like, you know, one last match, then let's do it again. It's like, no, I don't want to see you <sighs> die. And I'm not. But the whole thing is, not only they. I'm like, one is like, why are they doing? had enough in it too it's like he's not working for them so why are they doing another one you know, oh like unless he coming back when charlotte come back i'm like i'm old and I, <laughs> I i love that we've gotten to the point there people are begging for charlotte Flair to come back to save smackdown from the tearing of ronda rousey <laughs> wow like i would have never seen that coming because i Maybe I haven't paid attention. I had some friends. I did not know Ronda Rousey was so hated on social media. Like, people hate Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah, I, I've liked her better as a heel. She's got nothing to do. And it does kind of weirdly feel like uh, she's uh, kind of been phoning it in a little bit. I mean, I don't blame her. They they waste like what's she supposed to do with Shotzi? Oh yeah, as I much mean, as I love Shotzi, uh, not the time for her to be challenging for a championship. Jeez, I know one of y'all come up with Nikki Bella is not ugly. Great, but um, I turned up. No, I had in the background. I just turned around. I was like, "What you watching some Barmageddon over there?" Yeah, I guess I need to. I was like, <laughs> Lord. yeah, I'm, I hope you made the right choice, John. I was like, <laughs> no, I just have, I was, I just have to look at the background. I saw her. I was like, oh, sheesh, that USA money is so make you look great. 
between her and Maurice. But um, no, it's like to go back to Ronda Rousey, people getting mad about her match quality. I'm like, you are what you eat. She does best with people that make movement or like it's. We would think about who she's oh. wrestling for. She was wrestling Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Like she's wrestling the best of the best. Or she was like doing the big Vader matches with Nia Jax, where it's like, I gotta beat this big monster. And now, uh-huh. like, Liv, like, putting in Liv Morgan, and like, she's a heel, but she's not a big, imposing heel. So her fumbling around with Liv Morgan is like, like, Liv Morgan will pretend that she's a Sandman. I'm gonna lose my damn mind and be crazy. Like, uh, what you doing? Like, all it doesn't it hurts that she's on SmackDown oh. and all the workers are on Raw. Like you saw that yeah. War Game match, I'm like they had ten people and eight of them were ex champions. And they're are they all on Raw? Yeah, they're all on Raw. Like this is like you look at it. Damage like you got damage control, Rhea Ripley. Oh. Like Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss, like all of them can wrestle. Like all of them, all of them been champions, and they all on Raw. What's on SmackDown? Natalya, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, um, Aaliyah missing the action. Yeah, Shotzi. Shotzi, Liv Morgan, um, the. The one that say we hate her because we don't respect the troops. Oh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Zia Lee when she's not doing push-ups. Like, yeah, Ronda's got nothing to work with right now. Like, you do not not have workers on SmackDown. You have personalities. And that is, like, she don't got nothing to do. She had nothing to work with. Like, it is, the women's roster is way unbalanced between Raw and SmackDown. Like, it got, it used to be unbalanced. Like, SmackDown had the workers and Raw didn't have nothing now. Like, just the fact that, do you really need Becky Lynch, Bailey, Asuka, and Bianca Belair all on the same show? Uh, Yeah, that's one where I don't feel like we've heard one of those uh disputes between the networks uh recently rumors pop up but i feel like uh if you're smackdown you uh, fox you got to be going guys come on like <sighs> hurry up and have Char- tell charlotte to stop having sex with her husband and get back on tv we need her or something <laughs> like we're paying a lot of money and yes we love roman reigns and gunter but we need we need some dames. Because, <laughs> yeah, like... Dames. It sounds nice to say we need some broads on Friday. Like, yeah, it is It is man-heavy on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. That's why, I don't, that's why I can't get mad at Ronda Rousey too much, because it's like... Oh. She don't... Like, what is she supposed, what is she supposed to do? She not she don't got workers and it's like you know yeah I don't know if Sasha Banks coming back I got the feeling the the longer she enjoys not wrestling the more likely she doesn't but it's like if you can have her come back I know because like I know Triple H loves Sasha Banks 
Oh. Yes. And I'm sure. Yeah. I, it's just kind of like, I don't know if she want to come back or not. Like, it's been enough time at this point that it's just like, okay, we're beyond the, hey, they were just planning for a comeback. So to me, they were just planning on a comeback for the right time. Like, it's like, I'm enjoying life. <laughs> yeah, they seem like they've had the right time like two or three times. And they haven't pulled the trigger. So it's kind of like, yeah, maybe she's just kind of done. Like, I'm, I know she was filming a movie. And I've seen, like, Naomi, like, show up at basketball games and, like, runways and stuff. And it's like, you know, she might be ready oh. to be a mom at this point. Because I know that was a whole thing. So I would love to see them come back. But if they don't come back, then, you know, that's going to be something. One more thing to hate Vince on. <laughs> Like you had the the biggest woman star of our generation, and you had a hissy fit. And I love boy that that take is like milk. Cause I remember when that happened, everybody like, oh well, they ain't acting like they professionals, and they being marks for the title, and why don't they be why don't they act the way they act? Oh. And I heard everybody talking high and mighty, and then you come out, Vince was blowing millions of dollars. Being a pervert. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, you know, if she don't come back, I don't blame her. I miss her. I miss watching her wrestle. I just miss her energy. But it's like, you know, it's life after wrestling. And she seemed to be enjoying herself fine. And it's like, you know what? But for anybody thinking she's going to go to AEW, make it real. Oh. Like, they, they like, I. And I, as I told people before, I've told you one of the advantages that WWE, another band WWE has over AEW as far as like women legacy. You ain't ever gonna see Trish Stratus and Lita show up in AEW. You're not gonna oh. see like you're not gonna see Bailey or like like no, it's a cold day in hell because it's kind of like that's they became legends there. There's some loyalty there, and it's like that's. Like you're not gonna get the past legends, and you're not gonna get the present legends. Like the high, you, you may get an Athena, and you may get like a Soraya, and like you know Ruby, you know Ruby Soho, something oh, like that. Oof. You know, like if if Nia Jax shows up in AEW, you may get that, but you ain't getting no Becky Lynch. And oh. you ain't getting yeah. oh look who showed look who showed up. Taz is Stacy Keebler. Like no. <laughs> that shit is oh my god! Yeah, I, I just I was not ready for that pool. I know that's why I picked. I'm like, pick a name that's real random. Oh shit! It's can't like we know who that is. Excalibur is Candice Michelle. What does she have to say? Like, no, that is never that has never happened. So that's the kind of thing where it's like AEW has to find women. They have to find their own women. Oh. Like it's only so many women that they can post from WWE, and most of them gonna be people where it's like, if you worth a damn, especially now with wages are, if you worth a damn, they not like, like you gonna get a shot. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure that someone's gonna leave there eventually, salty about uh, about how things went down. I would imagine it's still gonna have a better, uh, you know, a better taste uh, in their mouth uh, on the way out than yeah, they did with yeah. Vince. 
Yeah, Ruby Riot gonna be back on SmackDown when that contract run out because she's just wasting her time in AEW. So, oh, uh, yeah, we didn't even get into all the failed failed WWE experiments on AEW. And, and, and like, I know Andrade's probably waiting for his clock to run out too, and so is Miro. And it's like it's gonna they can't sign everybody, but it's gonna be plenty of people like hey, um, Triple H got some money. I heard, I heard you like making them comebacks, you know. I, I saw Tegan Knox come back. You got a spot for me? Like, yes. And so basically they're going to be fighting over women from Japan. Oh. And it's two women that stand out that's not like Jordan Grace and Impact. I know she's comfortable being in Impact Wrestling. Oh, I can just imagine yeah. like she would go make a lot of money in WWE. But the crown jewel is in stardom. Julia, uh, Italian, Japanese, Josie wrestler. Like, I didn't, that's something like, it's like something out of anime. Like, I don't even watch stardom, but she pops up. And it's like, one, she looks like a model. When do you find a mix of, like, Japanese and Italian with style that can, that can wrestle their ass off that's young? And it's like, you know Triple H scouts Japan. Like, Michael Cole doesn't talk about New Japan by accident. Oh. And, you know, and you know they talk about how they want to expand NXT. And Kyrie's already over at Stardom, and she's a good term. Like, she left on good terms. Oh. And I'm sure she could call Asuka or, you know, EO on speed dial with the quickness. So it's kind of like, if you want to get some Japanese talent, you know who to hit up. And it's like, that's... That's where the that's where the talent fight's gonna be. Like AEW's doing better with their women, but I still don't like what they do with their women. If, yeah, it's still been the whole Thunder Rosa thing is really weird and convoluted and to be honest, I don't know who to believe at this juncture. Like it just that, that just seems like a real mess of a situation that uh you know, her title reign seemed like a good thing when it commenced and it seemed like a disaster pretty much ever since then. They treated her like Ron Simmons and Ron Simmons won a title in WCW. Like Ron Simmons won the title and then he's he's defending the title Mick Carver versus the Barbarian. While Sting's wrestling Vader, I was like, "That's that's all you need to know as far as like how they treat that." It's like they need like I I'm tired of talking about Britt Baker. I'm sick of seeing Britt Baker. Like enough. Even when she's not the champion, it's always I'm this. I'm the blood of AEW. I'm the heartbeat of AEW. I'm the women division. I made it with these hands. Enough, Shane Douglas. Enough is enough, and I'm tired of hearing that. And as long as I keep hearing that, it always gonna keep bumping against that glass ceiling. Uh, yeah, it'll be. Uh, yeah, it's still gonna be interesting to see what they end up doing with her and Jamie Hader. I suppose in the uh, in the long term. That's the, that's the that's the problem. Her and Jamie Hader. You want to watch her and Jamie Hayter? Because Jay Cargill lives in her own universe where nothing that she does interacts with anything else that happens in the AEW. Uh, yeah, I, I, 
I've I've been to the point here recently, and the 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 more the months pass, the more I'm just sitting here shaking my head about that situation. Like at some point, you need to pull the trigger, and it seems like that point, not necessarily is past, but you could pull it at any time, and they haven't, and it's a little bit strange to me. I mean. What is, what's the excuse? She ain't ready. Like, yeah. I'm like, she's a big deal. Y'all treat her as a big deal. Everybody knows she's a big deal. And it's like, what are you waiting on? Yeah, that's where I'm sitting at. I'm like, I don't, like, unless TNT's like, hey guys, you really, really need to have her just on our show. Just like, huh? Like you, Dude. you're you owned by the same company. Like who gives a shit here? Do they not think WWE is watching her and thinking wow. about all the things they can do with her? What do they think on? What do they think she just go on? I'm just happy to be AEW wrestling Athena and messing around with Nia Rose and never like I'm having a woman. T- I'm having a title tournament, but my undefeated women champion is never involved in anything. And she's just gonna be fine because she's just gonna work her way up the car like she club her leg. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, stop waste, stop wasting time. She got because keep in mind, she not doing it for the money. She's last time I checked, she's married to somebody that made a whole bunch of money swinging a baseball bat. Oh, Brandon Phillips. Yeah. Oh. That, yes, that Brandon Phillips. From your neck of the woods. Yeah, from the yeah, long time red. Yes, that is her man. Oh well, hey, good for him. Yeah, that's, I remember seeing that. Like, yes, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> dead. Like, so she is, she is not out here. She won't be doing no GoFundMe's anytime soon if she got to change a tire. Let's put it to you that way. <laughs> there ain't gonna be no Will Osprey help help pay for me mom's van. That nonsense. So yeah, like you better stop messing around, because Jay Cargill would be perfect for WWE, and they know that. And I keep have I keep having the secret suspicion that they don't know, like they know what they had with Jay Cargill, but they really don't know. Like they don't really appreciate it. Like that whole like Steve Austin, not not Steve Austin. WCW was kind of like, you know, you don't. You don't realize he's special. <laughs> like, what? You, like, you have somebody special, and not only you have somebody special, you don't have anyone else that's anywhere close to her level in women, as far as like star power. All you guys, a whole bunch of blonde people. That Pen- the Bunny, Penelope Ford, and all y'all. Like, you oh. have a whole bunch. Of- I fr- I didn't even realize. That. Yeah, they have a lot of blondes because um, even. Who was with Julia Hart, blonde? The uh, one that's with Tynara, that's strangling. Oh, people. Anna J. Anna J. Blonde. It's like you got a whole bunch of blonde people that all seem to be the same. You got Britt Baker, her gang. You got Japanese people who you don't that you use during the pandemic. You don't use anymore. And then, stop. The band of misfit toys like Willow Night, you know Willow Nightingale and Nyla Rose and Athena and Ruby Soho looking all sad with arm brace and 
just now you got Soraya and you got Tynara. Oh, and Queen, you know, Tony Storm, your champ blonde. It's like you got a whole bunch of blonde people. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, you got this Amazon that looks like a damn superhero with charisma up the ass. And you like, oh, I'll just wait your turn. Yard. Okay. <laughs> if you think Stephanie McMahon ain't dreaming of having a main event with Bianca Belair versus Jay Cargo at a WrestleMania, you out your damn mind. So she can brag <laughs> so she can brag about being woman power and look, I got two black women, two strong black because you know Stephanie loved bragging about being a super strong woman. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean if before Bianca's time is done. Uh, if that match doesn't happen in a WrestleMania, I would be uh, terribly surprised. Because honestly, for as much as MJF uh, talks about going over there, Jade Cargill's got to be on the top of oh, the WWE's no, wish list. No doubt. Her, her and Wardlow. Oh. Those yeah. are two. Because I was definitely wrong. War, I, I was Wardlow won me over. Because it's like he's like... He's white Batista. Because one, like, he's a big man, but he's cool, and he can move. Like, why is he doing Jeff? Like, ain't that that Jeff Hardy, Will of the Whisper on the top rope? I'm like, how is he moving like that? And it looked, no, it didn't look weird, like, when Brian Cage did that weird stuff. Because Brian Cage just looks like a made-up human being. Like, Wardle looks big, but not like... He does not, like an alien. Not like cartoonishly like, big. Yes, like Brian Cage looks like, come on, who you fooling? <laughs> Warlow looks like a bouncer the right way. So, yeah, uh, it's like those are the top of the list. Like, there's, like they haven't been there that could, because they have charisma, they got the athletic ability, and they can, they're moldable. And they can talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Jade Cargill has yeah got to be at the top of their list. Yeah, so oh. Tony, so Tony Khan, you better get your stuff together before your cousin Nick, you know, <laughs> takes takes over. Because <laughs> we heard how Nick Khan move, and of course Nick Khan, but oh yeah, he used to be he's best buddies with The Rock, because of course he is. <laughs> Because that's how life works. But yeah, like, that's yeah. why I would say, Tony, like, you learning how to be the boss without being buddies and, like, you know, being a dirt sheet man. Respect. Because I'm like, hey, MJF going to WWE would be like, I guess. Like, not that they couldn't use them, but it's like, oh. They'll, trust me, they'll find. After I saw what he did with Cody Rhodes, I'm like, they can make anybody a star. Like, they, they would make money with him. But as far as, like, who they can make super special? Yeah, it's Jay Cargill and Warlow. Those two. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to be more of a specimen than uh, someone who's five foot ten or whatever MJF it's is. Like, it's, and it's not. We're not size queen anything like that. But it's like, if you that size, you gotta rustle your ass off. Uh, oh yeah, that's the whole thing. Because they got because WWE got some workers and they got people like they're small people. They don't, they don't have small jobbers. They don't have like mediocre small men that are stars. Like people that size are like, you know, yeah, Ricochet ain't tall, but Ricochet comic book. <sighs> yeah, like Seth like Seth Rollins like 
that's who you're competing with, you know. Uh, Finn Balor's and all that, where it's like AJ Styles. <laughs> Finn Balor, him and his eight pack or whatever he's sporting these days. I want to, I want to throw us, I want to throw a donut at him every time I see him. I'm like, this is, he is in his forties, <laughs> looking like that. Like, <laughs> why? Just, like, just making the rest of us feel worse about things. Now I'm like, you know, I'm like between him and Lashley, that just make me feel bad as a middle aged man. <laughs> Uh well, our truth is still at the top of that mountain. Just because he's got another de- de- decade on those two. That's you, like, our truth. You know what? Almost fifty. Yeah, yeah. And he, it's like you know, you just walk around. I'm in shape, cracking jokes, and I'll <laughs> get well, get well soon. Truth. So, uh, yes, always getting hurt during an NXT event. That's just ugh. That's that. I mean, get hurt, get hurt. Was like, yeah. Well, well it, 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 it was still weird that he's trying to pull out a move that he doesn't pull out otherwise. Yeah, it's like you need to leave that alone once you hit a certain age. So don't do that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about a lot, and it's because it's a lot to talk about. But I always just when I watch AEW, I just always have like I watch it more, and some of the stuff I like. But too many times I'm watching this, I keep always get the next suspicion like the wrong people win or the wrong people get, you know, like push. It's like, no. I do not need to see, like, you have Danny Garcia and Ricky Starks. Why am I seeing Chris Jericho over and over again? Like, you have George Kittle was walking around with a Pentagon shirt and mask when they was playing, when they was Monday Night Football in Mexico City. Yeah, I was like, oh, Pentagon I did was not realize the, that Pentagon was there. Pentagon was there at the game. It's like they acknowledged him, said his name, and I saw it pop up on like ESPN talk about yeah, George Kittle, Zero Mirror. I'm like, what? <laughs> we doing like yeah, we doing one, we doing too much. And two is like exploit that. Like if if he is that famous. That one of the premier tight ends is rocking his mask and rocking his. Oh yeah, like yeah, he's a big fan. It's like yes, use that. I don't like. I've always felt like they like you got the Lucha Brothers, you got FTR. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> like seriously, what are we doing? Why am I seeing Jay Lethal every damn oh. week? I, I I was trying to get through a podcast without mentioning his name. Why, Kevin? Why? I don't. I don't need to see. I don't need to see him. He is not. I was tired of seeing him when we used to talk about him on Impact back when <laughs> Flair was still on Impact. I was tired of him then. You know how long it was. That's back when Eric was still doing stunt granny on a regular basis. That's how long ago that was. And now here we are. Uh, New damn decade. And I still see Jay Lethal on my screen. <laughs> and I, I see him. It's like, did Scorpio Scott die? He's not just work there anymore? Oh, I, I, I swear I saw some random update on Scorpio Sky uh, that he was coming back from an injury or something of that nature. All those American top team people just vanished. And I, now I'm seeing Daddy Magic and all these, like, why am I seeing these bozos? <laughs> you know, you saw all these people, and I'm seeing these 
bumps. <laughs> nothing. Even them, they're not really doing that much. But I don't want to see them at all. <laughs> I don't want to see, like, you know, Chris Jericho, you deserve all your flowers. I did not need these. I did not need to see you desecrate the history of ROH every week. Like, uh, what? Come on, what are we doing? That's 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 my biggest issue. Too many times I'm making the face like, why are we seeing these people? Oh, oh, look, it's Britt Baker again. Yeah, uh, AEW stories have been a, a a little bit of a mess since. Uh, it's just easy to continue to blame uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, like, let me see Ricky Starks for longer than 30 seconds. Cause he's cool. Like he's going to be in a title match. Um, make that important. You know, like where's hook? Where the cool people at? I want to see the cool, the cool people. Not these nerds. Not they the did dark, a, not the, not the dark order with all with these short people. I don't, even, I don't give a damn about Tony Nese. I'm not seeing him twice a month. Oh, he, he got abs. What did damn do? <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Yeah, he he he's got to have the Finn Balor charisma to be worrying about those abs. Like if that's your whole personality, I'm like, ugh. that's I didn't mean to go on a rant, but too many times I turn on AEW, and I was thinking about because A like I said, AEW is actually in Austin tomorrow. Oh, so if I wanted to go, I could go, but I don't know if I really want to go because it's like it's my day off, but it's like it's not that far from where I live, and it don't cost that much to see it. But it's like I want to deserve my money. Yeah, I go there. I want to go in there and have you singing that dumbass Jericho song, Judas in My Mind. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just gonna be no, I don't wanna go somewhere just shaking my head, just being miserable. Like, oh, here we go. I got here, I gotta see Sammy Guevara. They don't know how to act because he finally with a pretty girl for the first time in his life. And oh look, Jake Hager, his dumbass hat. Oh, the fisherman hat killing me. That's it, that's my personality. It's first time I see a bunch a bunch of people's chains. Scissor me daddy, I'm going home. Uh yeah, that's uh, that's the one that I'm just like uh yeah to 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 go back to that near the beginning of the show I I'm not an adult that is going to be uh, scissoring my next door uh, neighbor and I don't think the wife is going to be wanting to tolerate that those that nonsense so <laughs> your wife is smart I still yeah I'm like I still don't get that I mean actually I get it like. Yeah, wrestling, wrestling fans will chant anything, I, and it, oh. and this proves that wrestling fans will chant anything. Because between this and the Usi stuff, yes, oh. it's like we just we just love chanting. Can't help. Deep down, we're all soccer fans at heart. <laughs> oh well, uh, with the with the World Cup uh, coming uh, near to a wrap up, uh, I suppose we can actually wrap the, this uh, podcast up here. Because uh, I am out of beer and probably going to need to use the restroom very soon. Uh, Grist House Brewing uh, beer got uh, from the Brothers Exchange uh, back at uh, Thank Miss there, Ursa. Unleashed Hazy Pale Ale from Grist House Brewing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
Very good place to get beer. Uh, check it out if you happen to get in that area, if you like beer. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I usually do the regular stuff now. Uh, you can download us and uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And download us at uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google, or uh, Spotify. So since Shahid gets to uh, send us out, uh, you have at it, sir. For Kevin DeFranco, I'm Shahid Dohadi, proud fan of the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that enjoys spending money, and I like to say that we are out. 